Our City Radio. Last week, I had the opportunity to talk with Peter Halley, who's an artist um, that began his career in the 1980s um, when he developed a highly personal style of painting that gained him international recognition as one of the leading artists in a movement called neoconceptualism. His paintings are made up of a series of brightly coloured squares, rectangles and straight line conduits that connect different areas of the canvas. And looking at them, you get a sense of things like circuit boards, electrical connections or even abstracted urban architecture and buildings connected by roads and paths. Um, Now, Harley's paintings deal with subjects like communication, urban life and our increasing interaction with electronic and even digital worlds. And given that he developed this style of painting at a time before the dawn of the cell phone or even the internet, he's often credited as having somehow predicted the future in his art. Well, Mudam opened an exhibition called Conduits, painting from the 1980s last week, which focuses on paintings that Halley made during the early stages of, of his career. Uh, and I went down last week to check it out on the opening night of the exhibition and luckily got the chance to chat to Peter. Here's what we had to talk about. I'm standing in Mudam with the artist Peter Halley amongst his paintings that are part of an exhibition called Conduits, Paintings from the 1980s, that's opening tonight in the museum. Hello, Peter. It's a pleasure to meet you. Hello, Thomas. Nice to meet you as well. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that it's, it's amazing to see all these paintings here. Um, is this your first time in Luxembourg? Have you been here before? Uh, only last year to prepare for the show. Uh, this is an exhibition specifically focused on paintings that you did in the 1980s. And I believe that this is the first time that, or the first time in quite a while, 30 years plus, that mm-hmm. an ex- a museum exhibition has focused on your work from this period. How does it feel for you to see these works collected here in Mudam? And, and what are your memories from the time that you were making these works? Well, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to s- for the museum to put these works together. It was my first decade working as an artist. And it was a time in which the paintings were very controversial and that they were developing quickly. There was a lot of dialogue about the paintings. Some people really disliked them. They felt that was it. they were sort of insulting to the whole idea of abstract art. Other people felt were supportive. And that kind of controversy, which usually takes place when an artist first appears uh, was exciting to me and it's nice to bring those paintings together so people can see what they were all about. Um, This was an early stage of your career when you were developing what you call a vocabulary that you went on to use for the next uh, 40 years of your career and that you're still using today. When did you realize that you had discovered this highly personal style and this, this was how you wanted to express yourself through art? Well, it was the beginning of an era that people may often refer to as postmodernism. And the idea was uh, many architects, designers, musicians were, were criticizing the idea of modernism as a utopian movement. And in my case, I was criticizing the idea of uh, uh, geometric abstraction as, as creating an ideal world. If you go back to the 1920s and think about the Bauhaus, they thought they were, they were going to be able to build a, uh, a uh, utopian society. It didn't work out that way. And my paintings were an effort to turn that same, use that same language 
to express a society in which we're isolated, confined, that we're often separated physically from one another, but only connected by uh, technological pathways, uh, such as the internet uh, uh, or the radio, to, uh, to communicate with each other. For anybody that's listening that um, hasn't seen your paintings before, can you explain how that vocabulary w works and what it looks like? Yeah, I started with the idea of the square. And the square is the ultimate icon of geometric abstraction. It begins with Malevich in Russia in the early 20th century, and plenty of people have used it since then as a kind of uh, icon of geometry. And I said to myself, well, the square's not an ideal form. I'm going to put bars on it and call it a prison. And that a geometry uh, can be seen as ideal form, but it also represents confinement, isolation, constriction. Because we live in a very geometricized world in which our movements and communication are entirely dictated by, uh, let's not call them geometric systems, but technologically determined systems that have a kind of analogy in geometry. Um, these works were made at a time when the world was going through vast technological change. The dawn of the internet was just around the corner. And because of that, people have said that these paintings, in a way, prophesized what was to come. Do you agree with that? And did you feel like that was something that... Uh, that you were thinking about at the time, or how does it feel looking back at that? Well, I can't say that because it would be awfully egotistical, but when other people say it, I, it's very gratifying to me. There's something else uh, that I should mention. When these uh, paintings were first made, they looked very strange to uh, other people. But uh, nowadays, and especially with people who are digital natives or under 40 years old, oftentimes they say, or might say to me, this is what a painting should look like, that in the world of uh, 2023 and social media and iPhones, uh, that generation is much more comfortable with the imagery than uh, people used to be in the 1980s. Could you talk us through uh, your process of creating a work? Uh, has that process changed from the time these paintings were made to the work that you make today? Yes, a little bit. Uh, I draw before I paint. The compositions are determined and then I work with the color, which is mostly fluorescent dayglow color. And I use that because it creates a technological life, light that uh, never could be confused with nature or sunset. And um, all these paintings were made on, uh, were composed on graph paper, but in 1993 I began to compose on the computer and I'm still doing so. Brilliant. Um, just finally, Peter, uh, you mentioned uh, in our previous question um, that people looking at your paintings today might feel more comfortable with them. How do you feel about the way the world is now and where it's heading and, and, and is that still um, something that you're concerned with in the work that you're making today? Yeah, I mean, I've followed the development of digital technology so closely. 
My work is mostly about the infrastructure of that space, but uh, there's so many challenges to about how human beings will ad adapt to increasingly complex and powerful digital technology. It's certainly uh, something we should all be concerned about. During the 90s and early 2000s, there were a lot of uh, uh, digital utopians, people who felt everything digital was good, and I think in the era of social media and artificial intelligence, we all should be on guard. Okay, Peter, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks. That's Peter Halley, and it was lovely talking to him about his exhibition, Conduit's Paintings from the 1980s, which is now open at Mudam in Kirschberg. Our City Radio.